Hey, welcome to the Woman Up podcast. My name is Natasha Digi and I'm your host. Today we have our guest is called Caroline Telemag. She's known as the Supreme Gazelle. She's a trailblazer, unifier, entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, and philanthropist. She's known also as a mompreneur, a woman nurturer, a light seeker, and blissfully a Picturian garden lover. I am so thrilled to have you with us today, Caroline. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been I've been uh, in contact with you. Like, we've been seeing each other for, like, for the past few months. And mm-hmm. for people who do not know you, please introduce yourself. Well, I have to tell you that I removed the mompreneur part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my bio about... Uh, um 20 2019 2019 when i when i decided that my my not being a mom not being my priority because my yeah. kids are my heart for sure but for the longest time they were my priority and all my bio it started with mompreneur uh because you know after i finished my corporate job I decided to, you know, to start my business, but I started it from home, from this office. Right. Uh, and for 10 years, I, like I t- tell people, I worked for five hours a day on my business, a weekends a little bit more, and my priority were, were my kids. And that's why I always tell women, you know, you can have everything, but you cannot have everything, everything at the same time. So, but I also say 10 years, five hours, an average, that's a lot of year to grow your company. So that's when that's why when I was ready to branch out and build my office, you know, it was with a it was with a very light heart because I knew I had given everything to my kids. My daughter has started CJEC, my son was already out of the house. So I'm like, okay, not mompreneur anymore. Mom, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But the mompreneur the, the mom was not the first, uh the well, mom is always gonna be the first. But my priority was to growing my business. So just. Uh... <laughs> so what is it that you do? We we know that you have uh, the Gazelle Clubs, Le Club des Gazelles. Mm-hmm. What is it about? Okay, so Le Club des Gazelles is, uh, I, I want to give you a little backstory. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm, I was born in Haiti. Uh, I grew up in the Congo. Lived in the States for two years. And I got here at, at age 14 um olympics i always remember that day because the day that nada nadja komanichi got her 10 so that's the day we came to we 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 arrived canada from new york and um as we're settling my father told us two things your first husband is your diploma and the second thing is that this is our last stop and you need to go out there and meet people you need to grow a network. So from age 14, I started building my network. You know, um, we got here in 1976. So uh, the, 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 the Haitian community wasn't that huge as it was now. And um, when we went to school, my sisters and I, we were, we were always the, the only black girls and you know, classness, skiing, and all this stuff, because my father really wanted us to embrace this country as our country. For so sure. 
going forward, I learned how to really um, get involved in school. Um, as I grew older, politics, uh, doing also a lot of volunteering. So I was able to, to grow a big, big network by doing that. So, and then uh, what happened is that 2001, I'm pregnant with my daughter. I'm at home, bored to death. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> because my, my pregnancy was a very difficult one. My, my boys were easy, but my daughter was. So I told myself, okay, I'm at home. So what am I going to do? And I thought about putting together a club for Haitian women. And then when I started to talk to all my non-Haitian friends about my club, and they were like, what are you talking about? Your house is the United Nations. So how are you going to do that club? <laughs> nice. I love without it. Without having us. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't think of that. So that's where, that's how I started building Club Les Gazelles. I really wanted to be a multicultural social club where women went to uh, band together and create wealth. Because for me, wealth, it's not about the money that you have in your bank account. It's about your network. Because they always say the network is the net, your network is your net worth. And I, I am a testament to that. You know, like I say, I'm an ordinary Haitian woman who wanted to build an extraordinary life for herself. And I got to do that through my network, you know, by gay, being involved in my children's school. We put them in, you know, what you call prep schools. So all the movers and shakers were there. And then we're like, we're paying all that money. I better get involved and befriend these people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, in comedies and on on their when it comes to fundraising, I was a black belt and fundraising raised a lot of money for those schools. And that's why I built my network. So I wanted to put all that knowledge at the service of the women, the women uh, from multicultural backgrounds. So essentially, the Club Les Gazelles is a private social club where women bend together to get out of isolation, um, S'épanouir. How do you say s'épanouir in English? Uh, um, my God, that's a good... Um, it's a good word, s'épanouir. Um, I usually... Usually, that's a, that's a word that I can't translate in French. Yeah. So, okay, live their best life. We're going we're gonna to borrow from Oprah. <laughs> 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 because, you know, I aspire to be Quebec's Oprah. So, we're going to borrow from Live Emancipate? their best life. And 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 create wealth by by helping each other, by 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 being by being each other's leverage. So at the end of the day, whatever we want to do, we get it with with our network. You know what I mean. So fast forward now, we're already in the Cameroon. Uh, we want to open Cote d'Ivoire this year. Wow! Congratulations. And, uh, that's, that's what we're doing in in two thousand. Thank you. 2019, we'll plan the Dream Incubator, which is a, a co-working space. Um, and, you know, our motto is live, love, learn, and laugh. And that's what we do. That's what we do. We support each other. We open doors for each other. Basically, like I tell people, when they come, they come to me with prog, uh, you know, all sorts of, because everybody, 
Everybody wants a part of you if what you're doing something, you know. And I always tell them, you know, um, you you ha I only work with my members. I only work with my members. I open doors for my members. And like I always say, you know that I always say, no mastermind, you gotta pay to play. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. you to, I mean, you've been you're paying to play right now with the mastermind that we have together. You Definitely, know? yeah. And I know. Like me, this is the, the the best investment we've ever done. For sure. You know? So I tell people, listen, it's a private club. It's not a OSBL. Everybody's telling me, oh, why aren't you a non-profit? And I'm like, no, we don't, I do not want us to be a non-profit because they're always looking for us as, as immigrants, especially Black people, to do our business, our business like non-profits. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want to be the equivalent of what you have in the United States, those private clubs, you know, with a private club, a house. I don't have a clubhouse yet, but I have my dream incubator. <laughs> Where people go and, and, and will and zeal and, you know, help each other, open doors for each other. And this is basically what we are. Caroline, there's nothing ordinary about what you just said. So how can you define yourself as ordinary? <laughs> I am ordinary in the sense that I come from a Haitian family. My parents were educated, so we were more in the bourgeoisie. Um, and I I definitely don't think there's anything really special about me. Okay. What I think there is about me is that I understood the, the, the lesson that my parents gave us, which was to always strive to be the best to never be in competition to no, to nobody but to ourselves mm -hmm. and to go out there and, you know, and, and, and start climbing the highest mountain that we can. And that's what I, that's what I live by. That's what I've taught my kids. My kids are killers. <laughs> of course. They're like their mama. They're like that's what mama. I was going to say. Is there, how <laughs> could like it not? Women, honey. You know about my son, my daughter. <laughs> I don't talk a lot about her because she's shy, but you know, this woman is studying to be a software engineer. She has her own nonprofit. She has a job and she has a huge, huge you know, a huge, um, um, comment je pourrais dire ça? Un clan, un, un clan, c'est quoi un clan en, en anglais? A clan, uh, a gang, or uh, a, a, huge a circle? Gang of friends that are high achievers also. That's um, amazing. And like I always say, it takes the same same effort to do small or to do big. Small makes me want to sleep. I like to be excited. You're a trailblazer. That's what that's what that's what it, it was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I think of every time I think you come to my mind, Caroline, it's um always the network. You always talk about network uh very often, quite quite often, and um. How can you tell us uh, about, the, well, to the listeners, the power of having a network and how can, how were you able to go get, to build, to build the, your network? Okay. The power of having a network is whatever you need, you take a phone, you take your phone, you call somebody and he can open a door for you. There are places that I have been that have would never had been, have been without my network 
You know what I mean? So I did about 12 years of active politics. Uh, at some point, I thought I would go into politics. I, I had been offered a wow. writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been I had been offered VO and I would have won, <laughs> you know. So but my kids were too young and I didn't want to leave my kids behind and be in Quebec. And, you know, my husband is a typical Haitian dad. You know, he loves his kid. He will take care of them, but he, he needs a mama with him. He, sure. If I had left those kids with that, man, <laughs> that would be trouble. <laughs> Doesn't mean that he's a bad dad. He's not a bad dad. But he, he could not be the primary caretaker. You know what I mean? Totally. So, and also, I've always, I always, for me, my my biggest job in life is, is raising my children. You know, even if my children are adults now, um, they know that I am there for them. They can always kill, you know, they can always call me. They still fear me a bit. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> they still fear me a bit. My mom, my mom would have, would have been agreeing with you. Yeah. She would agree with you. And, uh, and then for me, they're the most important thing. But after you finish raising them, it's time for you. And that's what I'm doing. So that network, I build them by being involved because a lot of people, they don't understand the power of giving your time for causes. You know, I mean, you don't have to do politics. Even in this ecosystem of the cool, the school system, you can make a difference. Totally. You know, that's what I did, you know, with, with my children's school. You know, politics is the same thing. Getting involved in, in, in some of my friends' projects, you know. So, and also saying yes, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm approached a lot. I'm, a, I'm very busy, but if there's a cause or there's a project that, that uh, appeals to me, I will take the time to do it. And I've never regretted it. Never, mm. ever regretted it. Because every time I got involved in something, it opened the door for me. I'm going to give you an example. I'm I'm the vice president of Playmas Montreal, and I've known Gemma Rayburn Bain for since she she met me in my thirties. And I'm going to tell you how she met me because this story is very important because I I want people to understand that being generous always pays. Because mm -hmm. there was a part of my life where I had um, Les Diffusions Galaxa. It was a company that really uh, showcased black art and culture. I had it for about five years. So I had about 30 painters that I represent. That's why I have a, you see a lot of painting. I have mm -hmm. a, an extensive um, art collection because I buy it for us. But that's my kid's legacy. Because some of my paintings are worth a lot. And um I I went to buy a painting from a, an artist and I saw all these paintings and his and his uh atelier and I was like, oh my God. And I decided, you know, I have a lot of my cousins in the States that are that, that are kind of rich and they were buying houses. And I'm like, okay. Right. So I started representing those artists, presenting them to um to my cousins and then Fast forward two or three years into the business, at that time I was a relationniste for le, la table ronde du mois de l'histoire des noirs, and for their uh, 
their um the end of the month gala they asked me to do an exhibition with my art so so we did the exhibition the artists were there and this woman that i didn't know from nowhere beautiful black woman she was with her husband and she was in front of a painting that she loved and she said bernard you know i would love to have the the painting and he's like ah it was about six hundred dollars so she gave me her card and she said um she took mine she gave, she said i would like to meet you so a week later i called her and she's and i'm like maybe she's not even going to remember me and she did called me invited me to her house for supper with my partner of the time who sadly died uh about 10 years ago so i called the artist and i said you know i'm going to buy this the, the painting so i bought it at my price because Usually I all what I used to do, I asked them, okay, you want this paint? How much do you want for this painting? And they would tell me and I put my price. So I go to see her and I bring her the painting. To this day, the painting is the same place that I mm. gave her 30 years ago. Wow. So <clears throat> so now we have supper, and she tells me for for Black History Month next year, I want you to have an exhibition at the Bank of Montreal because she was the director for diversity and equity of BMO. Imagine wow. That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had for about four years, every Black History Month, my artists were showcased at the Bank of Montreal on Saint-Jacques for four years. Wow. And then I remained friends with her, helped her with a lot of her projects. And, you know, two years ago, she asked me to be part of her board as vice president. And we've been doing a lot. And uh, now we are giving bursaries to kids. So last Friday was the graduation. So we give four bursaries of $1,500 to kids that were going from high school to CJ. But we just we don't just give the bursary. We also have the Circle Events Excellence, where every two months we have an event uh, where we have keynote speakers, they have mentors. Gemma is a uh, is a specialist in etiquette, so she gives them etiquette course. So, just one painting. Mm. I invested three hundred dollars because the painting was six hundred, and I've I got myself a friendship that lasts a lifetime. She made me CEO of uh, Montreal Caribbean Fashion Week, and she has opened. So so many doors for me and two weeks ago we went to the bank of montreal because she had something to do and people still remember me from the art exhibit just to tell you, you know what, what an mean? roi <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i tell people people say oh 300 i'm like i don't know she liked it let's i could afford it pay the 300 give it to her and and her husband call it call it because it's a beautiful woman and he's like Oh, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> he got the painting, his girlfriend. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm telling you this story because I want people to understand that sometimes little investment can go a long way. How 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 was I gonna go and have my exhibit at the Hotel of, of the Bank of Montreal? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm very close to the people from the Bank of Montreal too. 
because over the year the after Gemma took her uh, took her uh, retirement they still fund us for our projects and you know she still works for them not in um in a regular capacity but every time they need some they need to do something in the black community she's part of the people that they they sit with and you know brainstorm with you know so um, I I I get to to um to be part of that. Yeah, I like that. Caroline. Yes. What are I I I'm not sure if we can talk about it, but what are your next projects? What are you currently working on, and what are your next projects? Um. Because you have a lot of projects that that are worth, and this is only for my listeners that are worth millions. <laughs> but um, yes. Well, um, I have to tell you that the pandemic was very, very difficult for me because I had just spent over fifty thousand dollars to renovate my office space. So we opened on the 31st of May, 2019, and we were closed on the 13th of March. Yeah. For two years and a half. I couldn't have, I couldn't have PCU because my, because of all the investments. So my, my income tax was, my income tax was in the minus. Right. Um, and uh, for two years and a half, I had to struggle to, I did get a bit of the subvention pour le loyer and stuff like that, but it was not enough. Um, and also, I I I lost about seventy five percent of my uh, my members. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm rebuilding. I want to get back to my hundred members before pandemics. Um, and the way I'm doing that, I'm networking a lot. And God has been very, very nice to me because I've been meeting amazing women that are signing to become members. <laughs> I don't know why, but they seem to, every time we have a, an event, like yesterday we had our TN conversation event um, at the Dream Incubator. And one was like, I like this too much. And I'm like, okay, so where do I sign? And I'm like, ah, oh, I can send you... I can send you my uh a link online. She's like, no, uh, uh, I want to start now. <laughs> wow! Like, oh, I I do have paper. I'm like, you know, I do have a formulaire that is your paper. But but I'm like, my youngest told me that no paper. She's like, well, paper. <laughs> so I bought yeah. the paper. She started to interact. <laughs> so this is this is this is the most important thing for me right now. Secondly, um, because of you and your big mouth, I'm working <laughs> on that. <bit. laughs> I would like, I would like, and I would like in the next. That's my phone. I would like in the next two two months. Do you hear the phone? Your phone? Yeah. Do you no. hear it? Okay. No. So I would like in the next two months to to be at least halfway done. With one book, because you know there's actually there's three books in the making. You see, I, I I haven't snitched on you about that. I only I only said privately to our mentor about one book. I didn't even say three books. So I'm happy that you put it out there yourself. But you don't you can't talk about it. Eh? Nope. I'm done. I I only I did what I did, and that's <laughs> it. 
I'm, I'm you over. like you like my daughter. I said what I said, Mama. <laughs> exactly. And I'm done. It's fine. So yeah. So we're gonna come with the first book. I'm working on that. The That's book is, a, is important to me. Um, I'm going to Africa at the end of the year. Wow. Um, I've been invited by the REFA, the Réseau des Entrepreneurs Afri Afri Femmes Africaines. So they have their Assemblée General Assembly in November. So I'm going to be moderating a panel. But I'm traveling with, uh, with, uh, with some of my members. And I'm also going to Ghana. That's that's where you know that's where I want to retire, but also um I have you know gardening is one of my passions. I talk so much about it, and yes. um I met online a young agronomist that has a project that is called Kidsville, and what he does he goes to the villages, and he um he he, he uh, teach the kids how to grow big community gardens. And half of the crop goes to, to feed the village and the rest goes to, to be sold. And with the money, build schools and libraries with the kids. So it's a thousand dollars US to sponsor a garden. And I want to go and sponsor a garden when I go there. So I'll have a reason to return often to see how my, how, how the gazelle sponsored garden is going. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing, Carolyn. Unfortunately, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to wrap it up, but um, I want to ask you this last question because mm -hmm. now you're you're investing your time in all that those projects. You're very passionate. You're very driven, ambitious, and that's something that I very um, that inspires me as well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, what is the one thing that you want people? What is your legacy? What is what? Do you want people to remember to remember uh, of you? Well, um, let's see. Rassembleuse, how do you say that in English? Um, you, that uh, that uh, someone who brings people together. Yeah, I want to be known as someone to bring that brings people together. Um, my dream would be to have a million women. By the time I, I, I leave this earth, to have a million women around the world all connected um, that are changing paradigms. Because I, I truly believe that the change that we are going to, that we want to see in this world will come by women. But if we want to have those changes, we have to be in place of in places of power. You know? Yes. One of the things that I want to do, I want to bring one of my gazelles to to the Canadian Parliament. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to do politics. I have too much of a big mouth. I can't. I can't. Like if I was with 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 Logo and he was saying that was there was no systemic racism, I would be rushing to his office to tear to tear him a new A H. <laughs> yeah, so for I sure. Mean, me, me too. I have a big mouth. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't. But for the longest time, I thought I would. But when I, I know the kind of person that I have. I cannot take the bull crap. You know what I mean? Right. But I think as a as a collective, we can bend together and finance one of our finest to get there. 
and then you know we just we just send uh, send her all those what we want her to be to be you know fighting for and for me that for me ultimate power would be that ultimate power is to be to 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 see that collectively we were able to put several women in position of power where they can change paradigms make decisions for the next generation so when we do leave this earth we know that we've left it better than than while than while when we were there you know what i mean right so for me that would be that and food security my second my second thing is food security i cannot phantom somebody waking up and opening their opening their fridge and there's no food to eat and feed their kids and that's why you know i created libelulu coccinelle uh, my my container gar kitchen garden program to show people you you don't need land to to you don't need land to garden you can grow food and feed your family in your little balcony and you know so yeah this is more <laughs> caroline thank you i cannot thank you enough for your presence today i know your time is precious and oh, you have a lot on your hands good. and on your a lot on your shoulders and i'm very blessed and um privileged to have you and honored for sure to have you uh on this podcast and i'm hoping i can have you back another time yes anytime anytime i like to i like to um i like to do this kind of thing because i think that when you have a voice it's important to share for sure yeah yeah Ladies, this is a wrap. You've been listening to the Woman Up podcast. Your guest was Caroline Telemac. Um, if you need coaching for your public speaking, you, you can reach me. Until then, Woman Up.